Welcome to Pursuing Biblical Masculinity, a podcast where we explore God's Word to uncover the disciplines we need to live out our faith. Our goal is to help men not just know Scripture, but to help them put it into practice so that they can stand firm in their faith. As we continue to explore the disciplines of a godly husband, today uh, we find ourselves a little bit further along in Ephesians chapter 5, where Paul lays out what it looks like for a man, a Christian man, to be the husbands that God has called us to be. In, in our previous episode, we talked about the idea of sacrificial love and where Christ laid down his life for his church. And in the same way, husbands are called to lay down their lives for their wives. As we continue in this section, we see why Christ lays down his life. What's, what's the fruit of him laying down his life for his church? So let's continue today in Ephesians chapter 5, and we're actually going to read verses 25 through 27, so we're in context. It says, Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. Ken Hughes, uh, in the book Disciplines of a Godly Man, which I highly recommend, and I'm going to be taking a lot out of that for this series, says that marriage under the Lordship of Jesus Christ is a mutually sanctifying relationship. It moves us towards holiness. As you see in verse 26, Jesus gives himself up for his church to sanctify her. So this brings us to the question, what is sanctification? This is something that you'll do if you look into some of the catechisms. You know, there's a number of great catechisms out there. Uh, and one of the ones that we do with our kids makes this very, very easy and very simple. And this is a word that we sometimes hear in the church, but we don't talk about really what it means to be sanctified. So what is sanctification? And the simple answer is that it is God making sinners holy in heart and in conduct. Now, when we look at this word, this doesn't mean that we're going to be perfect and holy here on earth. But what it does speak to is the sanctification process. A lot of times when we really get deep into the theology behind sanctification, we can look at it in three stages. We have been sanctified by what Jesus did on the cross. We are constantly being sanctified in this life as we learn to obey the Lord more. Um, and as we learn to do the things that he's called us to do, part of putting this scripture into action is a sanctification process. And we will be fully sanctified when we are with the Lord in eternity. It's kind of this right now, not yet principle where we've really received sanctification, we're being sanctified, and we will be sanctified. And as we look at the scripture, we see that Christ gave himself up to sanctify the church. How? Having cleansed her by the washing of the word. Why? So that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish. You know, the Lord constantly throughout scripture called the Israelites to be holy. And that's something that we are still called to do as well. Now, the important thing for us to notice for this specific topic is that the emphasis on scripture is that the husband has the responsibility to love sacrificially and walk with his wife in the sanctification process. We just kind of walked through that, right? Christ gave himself up so that the church may be sanctified. He sanctifies the church through his word, through fulfilling scripture, through fulfilling what God had laid out since the beginning. We saw Adam and Eve fall in, in, in chapter two. Uh, and then in chapter three, we see the Lord 
uh, give this first instance of the gospel in Genesis 3.15, where he speaks that one day uh, a seed from the woman would crush the head of the snake. And Jesus fulfills that. Why? So he could present the church to himself, a holy church. And in the same way that Christ washes the church from her sin and prepares her for eternity, husbands, we are called to adapt our lives to our wife's needs and provide for her spiritual growth and development as she walks towards eternity. Now, there's two things that I really want to drive home. The first one is this. You are responsible to seek your wife's sanctification. You're responsible to walk with her in that journey. Absolutely. But number two, you are not responsible for how she responds or reacts. All right, so let's walk a little bit deeper into each of those. The first one, you're, you are responsible for seeking your wife's sanctification. You're called to lead her. And our job is not to worry about what she has done or has not done for us, but our job is to lead her spiritually. And we need to accept that role as men, and we need to take it very seriously because we will be held accountable for this role. This is something that God has declared in his word. We can see it right here. This, husbands, is how you're supposed to love your wife. We're supposed to lead our wives in prayer. We're supposed to lead our wives in Bible study uh, and spiritual accountability. We're supposed to share the gospel with her constantly. We all need the gospel, not just when we're being saved, but in the sanctification process to remember who we are without Christ. We need to take time to listen to our wives and to serve our wives and to continually point her to Christ. This is not an easy process. This is the most difficult thing you will do, but it's something as husbands we're called to do. This is our primary purpose in life. When we've said, I do to our wives, we were called to walk with her in the sanctification process. And it can only be done when we're in submission to Christ. We need to make sure that we are first submitted to Christ ourselves, and then we take our wives by the hand and walk with her. We adjust our lives around her spiritual needs to serve her as Christ has served us. Now, the second part of this, we are not responsible for how they respond. We have to do all of this without expecting anything in return. It's not our job to check our wives and say, well, you need to do X, Y, and Z for me, and then I'll do X, Y, and Z for you. This is something we take lead in and we do without expecting anything in return. Now, this is not easy by any means because we always want something in return, but we need to look for the Lord for our peace and security. We need to lead by example. We need to remember that our wives are sinners too, just like us. But we also need to acknowledge that she is not the enemy. We do have a real enemy, and that is not our wives. Our wife is our partner. Our wife is something that we're supposed to walk through life with. And we need to be consistent regardless of how she responds. There'll be days maybe where you'll get praise and accolades, and there'll be days where you'll get the exact opposite response of what you want. Don't worry about the response. Worry about being obedient to the call that Christ has placed on you. And find your peace and security in Him, like I said before. We are called to love sacrificially so that we can lead our wives towards Christ. So this brings us to some questions that we need to think about this week. And the first question is this. Is my wife more like Christ because she's married to me or in spite of being married to me? Second, am I sanctifying my wife or am I holding her back in the sanctification process? And lastly, what do I need to change so that I can fulfill my call in this area? Guys, being married will be one of the hardest things that we're called to do. It takes us dying to ourselves, constantly giving ourselves up for the sake of somebody else. And that goes against everything that our flesh wants. But we have to wake up every day and submit our hearts to Christ and ask for him to give us the strength to do this. One of the really important things that we can do is make sure that we have Christian community, men around us that are challenging us, but also walking with us when things are, are hard. 
And this is where coaching comes in. I have coaches in my life. I have accountability partners and mentors in my life that walk with me through this process. And I reached out to them and I made that connection with them. And some of them I have to invest money in. Other ones I will buy lunch for because I just want to spend time with them and let them speak into my life. If you're interested in learning about the the power of coaching and Christian mentorship, sign up for a free discovery session at reformedandredeemed.org.